Fear is not something that God wants in a believer's life. Yet many people are dominated by the spirit of fear. In part 3 of Overcoming Fear by Kuruba Stephen, we learn how men in the Bible overcame that sinister spirit and achieved the blessings that God had in store for them. Let's follow the pattern of such characters as David, who said, What time I'm afraid I will trust in the Lord. May God bless you as you listen. The Lord is so good. God was with David. And we see that David overcame Goliath because of his love for the Lord. Perfect love casts out fear. And the love that he had for the Lord, that he developed every day with his devotion to the Lord, that took away the fear from his heart. And we see Psalm, um, Psalm 56 verse 3 um, and Psalm 56 verse 4, when we read it, David is saying, we can see how human David is. David was not like a, like a supernatural person, superhuman, uh, where he said, I have no fear. Fear never comes to me. No, we all have to face fear. We all go through circumstances where we face threatening circumstances, very scary circumstances. We, we hear threats from humans. We th hear threats from circumstances. Satan uses different things. But how can we handle fear? When fear comes and knocks on our door, how can we handle that? The answer to that is in Psalm 56.3. What time I'm afraid, I will trust in thee. In God, I will praise his word. In God, have I put my trust. I will not fear what can man do unto me. So he's saying, fear comes. Fear comes and knocks on my door. But you know what I do when fear comes? In God's word do I trust. In God's word do I praise. And then what happens is when you trust in God's word and when you praise God, what happens? The next verse says, I will not fear what can man do unto me. I'm not going to fear because I know. Praise actually breaks the spirit of fear. Praise is like very important. So when spirit of fear comes and knocks on our door, when we feel afraid, when we look at a circumstance, oh, what am I going to do tomorrow? How am I going to pay my bills tomorrow? I have an exam tomorrow. How am I going to write my exam? Or I have a surgery tomorrow. Or, or um, I have to go for an interview 10 days from now. You know, we face a lot of different things. And a lot of times we can feel that we are inadequate, you know, and we cannot face certain things. And people will also say that, oh, you're not qualified. You can't do this. And... Uh, in addition to Satan using the circumstance, he will use the people. So, like, solidify fear in our hearts. But we have to dismiss that. What we have to do is, anytime we hear that, we have to say, what time I'm afraid? What do I do? I don't listen to fear. I trust in the Lord. Immediately I trust in the Lord. And what do I do? In God's word, do I praise. The Lord has said, I have made you an overcomer. I will always cause you to triumph through Christ Jesus. And then we believe his word. When we believe his word, what happens? Next sentence is, the strength comes into our heart. We say, I will not fear what can man do unto me. And verse 10, 11, and 13 of 1 Samuel 17 shows how David actually applied these two verses. Um, actually, in the same chapter, Psalm 56, verse 10, 11, and 13, he, he actually repeats the same verse that comes over again. Psalm 56, 10 to 13. Verse 10. In God will I praise his word. In the Lord will I praise his word. In God have I put my trust. I will not be afraid what men can do unto me. Thy vows are upon me, O God. I will render praise unto thee. For thou hast delivered my soul from death. Wilt not thou deliver my feet from 
following yes. that I may walk before God in the light of the living. So, it's a very beautiful uh, verse that we see, the last verse 13. But it says how he got to verse 13. Then verse 10 and 11 and also 3 and 4. But he says that when he's afraid, he trusts in the Lord. And he says that in God's word, he says, he says it over and over again over here. He says, in God's word, I will put my trust. In God's word, I will praise. And he's also saying that the Lord who delivered my feet from falling, he will also do it again. So he's saying the Lord who did it before, he will also do it again. So what he's doing is he's recollecting what the Lord did in the past. A lot of times what happens, it's very easy for us to forget. What, when the Lord does something, we rejoice at that moment. And then we say like, oh Lord, we thank you, you've done so much, we're so excited. And two days, three days, four days, something else new pops up, we get very discouraged. We forget to remember what the Lord did before. So that's the secret of David's life. What David is, he's recollecting, he's remembering like what the Lord did. He did that before. God, he kept my feet from falling and he is able to do this again. And then the last verse is praise. The last verse is the answer. Oh, look what he has done. Because he put his trust in the Lord. His confidence was in the Lord. And when we look at 1 Samuel chapter 17, we're going to see what David said over here. He's telling to Saul, verse 32, he says, chapter 17, 1 Samuel 17, 32. And David said to Saul, let no man's heart fail because of him. Thy servant will go and fight with this Philistine. And Saul said to David, Thou art not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him. For thou art but a youth, and he a man of war from his youth. And David said unto Saul, You see very beautifully what reason he is actually giving. David is telling Saul, the king of Israel, Don't be afraid, I will go. And he is like much younger than all these experienced men of war. And he's saying, don't be afraid, I will go. And Saul is giving him the valid, human, logical reason of why he should not go. And you know what he did? Now he's, he's doing what he said in Psalm 56 verse 11. He's saying that, he's recollecting what the Lord did before. And he's saying that in verse 34, And David said unto Saul, Thy servant kept his father's sheep, and there came a lion and a bear, and took a lamb out of the flock. I went out after him, and smote him, and delivered it out of his mouth. And when he rose against me, I caught him by his beard, and smote him, and slew him. Thy servant slew both the lion and the bear, and this uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them, seeing he had defied the armies of the living God. David said, Moreover, the Lord that delivered me out of the paw of the lion, and out of the paw of the bear, he will deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said unto David, Go, and the Lord be with thee. Now, how beautiful it is. What he is saying is, The Lord that delivered me from the hand of the lion and the bear, he will do it again. So that's what we saw in 50, uh, Psalm 56, verse 13. The Lord who kept my feet from falling, he will do it again. So this was not a one-time thing. This was a practice that he had in his life. And he come here to go through something, he remembered, he recollected what the Lord did before. And his zeal for the Lord was so strong when the Lord called him to do something, he went. Because he had perfect love in the Lord, that took care of the fear. It didn't allow any fear. Fear came. What time I'm afraid? Immediately, he trusted. He knew who the Lord was and he trusted in him. And that's what he did over here. And the Lord gave him the victory. So we see that we saw three, like three types of Different people who 
actually lost what was due to them this glory was due to Saul and the glory was due to um, Barak and that glory was due to all 32,000 who came but what happened is people because of fear they forfeit what the Lord had for them so in our lives we have to be like very careful Lord am I forfeiting what you have for me if we have a grander plan greater plan am I going with what I'm hearing from people the threats I hear from people which may look very logical very practical um, very scary very true in nature but do I have my eyes of the Lord to see what time I'm afraid it's not that we are never faced with fear all of us face with some type of fear very often but what do we do with that when we face fear are we trusting in the Lord do we put our trust in the Lord and say Lord you are greater than this problem and that is one point we have to remember. The second point is, are we remembering what the Lord delivered us from before? How many times has the Lord done miracles in our lives? How many times? God has done so many times. That's why the Lord was very provoked with the children of Israel because He just brought them out of the Red Sea. And before that, He did ten plagues. And they came before the Red Sea. They totally forgot about that. Then they even saw the pillar of cloud and pillar of fire. When they came before the Red Sea, they all started like wailing and screaming and what are we going to do and all those things. When they saw how the Lord had light on their part and darkness on the other part. How their children escaped, how the firstborn of the Egyptians died. And they saw the distinction so um, clearly, but they forgot. They completely forgot. So the same thing can happen to us. God can deliver us. God could have done a mighty miracle, say in one, um, uh, in a, one part, in a particular time of our life. And then what happens is we forget. Then we go, um, next year, we go through something similar to that. We start crying again. Oh, Lord, you know, why am I going through this? You know, what can I do? What's going to happen? You know, how am I going to come out of this? And uh, look, now I'm hearing threats from here. You know, this person, we have a lot of souls these days who say, you're not qualified. You're too little. You can't go for battle. You know, look at the enemy. Look at the practical circumstance. That's what we hear a lot of times. Okay, you're believing in God. That's fine. You know, you're trusting in God, that's fine. Now you're trusting God for your provision, that's fine. But practically, you have to see, can you put food on your table? That's the question we all the time hear. But is God practically alive? Is He able to put food on our table? The, if the answer to the question is yes, then that's what we have to say. We have to learn and practice to talk like David, how he spoke to Saul. And what happened? Saul actually yielded to David. Saul could not argue with David anymore. So we have to learn, we have to practice that in our lives. Our zeal for the Lord, our love for the Lord will cast away fear. And without fear, we can actually speak to the fearful and show that perfect love we have in our lives will cast away fear and we don't have to live in fear. And God will show the difference between those who trust in Him and those who don't. We definitely will see the difference and they will also see the difference. Just like how Saul saw the difference. Just like how Barak saw just like how we know, even though, you know, those people went home from the 32,000 people, only 10,000 remained. Those people, they saw what happened to the 300, how they won the war and they came. So we have to know, Lord, I do not want to lose my calling because of fear. Lord, I do not want to let the man dictate my life. I do not want to let even a king come and tell me, you're not qualified. 
in the eyes of the world, if a king comes and tells, you know, because he's a warrior, he knows about everything, and he's a king, you know, when you see that, that big title, he's a king, if he comes and tells us, you are not qualified, it's very easy for human beings to start trembling, you know, thinking, oh, the king said. The same thing in our job, if a supervisor comes and says, tomorrow you're going to be fired. We need to know, I'm trusting the Lord. He's the one who puts food on my table, not the supervisor, not the chairman, not the president. Nobody. It's the Lord. If he has given us something, he's able to do much greater than that. So we have to see, Lord, we have to actually resolve in our hearts to say, Lord, I'm not going to let fear dominate my life. I'm going to be like David. We really have to like, you know, I really strongly encourage you to uh, even go home and even through the week, read about David. Read even just that particular chapter, you know, about how he overcame uh, the giant. And how he did that was two things. One was his love for the Lord. And secondly, he remembered what the Lord was, did before. So those two things that we have to remember, those are like very powerful secret weapons that we can use against the spirit of fear. Anytime we have fear, anytime we face with a circumstance that is filled with fear, we have to think, Lord, I know you can do everything. Our love for the Lord will cast away fear because primarily, ultimately, we live for the Lord. Whether we live or we die, it's for the Lord. So whatever we do, it's going to affect the Lord. He is not going to stand by and see. And if our life is close with the Lord, if we develop our relationship with the Lord every day, then we will be able to say, my God is able to deliver. Heavenly Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I come against the spirit of fear plaguing your people. May the spirit of power, love, and a sound mind fill their hearts. Lord, that they may go from faith to faith and victory to victory until you come and take us to be with you. In Jesus' name we thank you, O Father. Amen. And may the Lord richly bless you as you join us next time for part four of Overcoming Fear. In the meantime, you may contact us at contact at elbethelinternationalministries.org. May the Lord strengthen you and hold you in Jesus' name.